0: Who cares if Jesus lived? It's whether he's then died and was reborn and is, you know, up in heaven with his father who's really him. Factual evidence that he existed is kind of overwhelming. The factual evidence that he existed has always been underwhelming. If
1: I told you factual evidence about
0: Alexander the Great,
1: you would believe me. (laughs) I
0: I can't go there with you. It's just, you know, it's silly.
2: My producers tell me that Bill Maher and Chris Stefano have just had a major debate on the nature of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this is from the Club Random podcast, not usually the place you turn to for theology, but maybe we found it. So Mr. Maher, Mr. DiStefano, take it away.
1: I believe in Jesus, by the way. We'll talk about that.
0: Oh, I'm reading Case for
1: Christ by Lee Strobel. It's
0: convincing evidence. What do you think? I throw people out of the club here? We believe in whatever you want.
1: I I didn't. I went to Catholic school my whole life, but after reading this book, Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, the factual evidence that he existed is kind of overwhelming.
0: I'd like to see that because the factual evidence that he existed has always been underwhelming. Hold on, put a pause here.
2: So they're not just arguing (laughs) over the nature of Christ. They're arguing... Over his existence, seriously, that is unfortunate because uh, I think the evidence for his divinity is quite clear. Uh, but I didn't think anyone really argued seriously that he, that Jesus never existed. That's he's a, he's attested to everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you you have histories written of him within living memory, many of them from Christian and non-Christian sources. The 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 historical events laid out in the New Testament are well attested to. The 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 people referenced are well attested to, including obviously non-Christian Roman and Jewish people. It's just so uh, I don't even know how to engage with that. Okay, keep going.
1: In
0: fact, it's a case for Christ. Yeah, I Give will. it a shot by Lee Strobel. Uh, this is based on what? Archaeological finds?
1: Archaeological finds. new uh, ones. Theological finds. A, Ivy what are theological finds?
0: The Bill, ready for this? Yeah. The,
1: if I told you, okay, Alexa, if I told you factual evidence about Alexander the Great,
0: you would believe me. Okay, but it, it, even still, it's a it's a silly point because who cares if Jesus lived? It's whether he's then died and re- was reborn and is, you know, up in heaven with his father who's really him. Okay. That's the, the part that, where the rubber— there. Okay,
2: so I guess he—Bill Marr is conceding the point, basically. Or he, he is at least pointing out, well, yeah, it doesn't matter if there's a guy named Jesus, just a random guy named Jesus. That's not—the question is, is he who he says he is? So, I I think Wisely moves off of this very silly argument he's making that the man never lived. And we've got pretty irrefutable evidence that the man lived. So, okay, he moves on and he says, well, is Jesus the Christ? You know, is he he the son of God? Keep going.
0: That's the the part where the rubber meets the road. uh, Maybe he existed. I agree. That's absolutely possible he may have existed. But,
1: But according to Case for Christ independent sources who didn't know each other who wrote about him within 20 years of his death talked about these miracles happening as in real time
0: okay well again and here, alexander the great's I, biographers
1: the earliest one was like 100 years after okay. he died
0: chris i'm gonna no. have to bust burst your bubble now because sure. here here's i have to spit a couple of facts at you that are kind like, of under okay there's only two sources in the Bible. Okay. There's the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Put a pause
2: here. <laughs> like He goes, there's only two sources in the Bible. There's the four Gospels. Well, hold on. Wait. <laughs> is it? I think to the liberals and the atheists, sometimes one plus one equals four. I don't know. Uh, so you got... Okay. So the two he just named are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Keep going. And there's also
1: and another guy, Josephus, who wasn't accepted,
0: but read not, the case for Christ. Not in the Bible. Okay, but just, okay. but, but also the Bible play. is itself an anthology they they found some few decades ago the dead sea scroll hold right? on put a pause here. So
2: he, hold on he's is bill Maher excluding saint paul he's 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 counting the gospels but he's excluding saint paul he's excluding james he's excluding peter he's excluding he seems to be excluding a lot of the new testament to say nothing of obviously of the old testament keep going
0: they found some few decades ago, the Dead Sea Scrolls, right. which Shout were other books that were just basically edited out. So right away, we know a person decided what constituted the Bible and just some stuff wound up on the cutting but room floor. Here. So we know,
2: we we do know who established the canon of the Bible, but it wasn't a person. This isn't like a secret. You know, this isn't um, like you have your opinion and I have my opinion and who knows. We'll know. We, we know of the church councils and we know... <laughs> The, the the church in council codified the canon of the Bible, and we know the books that were included, we know the books that were excluded, and we actually know why the books that were excluded were excluded. And we can date to a pretty pretty uh, n- near and narrow margin of time when those books were written. And by the way, if you've ever read some of the books that were excluded from the canon of the Bible, the, the conclusion you will have is not that the church father—well, not one person, I don't know what Bill Maher is talking about—but not that the church fathers and the bishops uh, were— trying to pull one over on us but you will you will recognize their wisdom because the books that were excluded by and large were totally kooky and came much later and were were uh, illogical and not credible. Next one. Keep going.
0: And just some stuff wound up on the cutting room floor. I get it. Council so, of Nicaea.
2: I get it.
1: Council of Nicaea, yes. 325 AD. Yes. That's when they decided the Christian right. religion. I agree <clears> with you. Right. I do I'm, I'm with you I, I on that. that.
2: So there there are a lot of councils that decided a lot of questions, you know a driving reason for a council is to uh, establish uh, uh, the truth of a matter that is in dispute. So there are councils that uh, debate and come to conclusions on the nature of Christ, councils that come to conclusions on the nature of the canon, uh, questions that come to conclusions on, anyway, all sorts of things. But it's, yeah, it's not just that one, it's not just that the Council of Nicaea, you know, creates Christianity or something. I don't think that's quite what he meant to say, but if he did say it, that's not that isn't accurate. I do, I'm, I'm I,
1: with you I on that. I remember that. that. But I'm
0: telling you, read this book. That's, that's Emperor Constantine. Shout out the,
1: Constantine, Turkey, all that.
0: Well, the first one. The Constantinople. First, well, the fir- yes, the first one to ch- change the Roman Empire right. to a Christian Empire. They decided all that.
2: So that's not true either, actually. So the uh, Edict of Milan uh, allows for toleration of Christianity, but it doesn't... Um, formally make uh, Christianity the religion of the Roman Empire. And um, Constantine's
0: great, though. Love Constantine. Keep going. Right. To a Christian empire. They decided it all the three, holidays. Took three centuries. I get it. And, okay. And listen, Bill. But, I- I'm with <clears> you on <right> that. But here's the important point. Let's do it. There's only, <laughs> there's only these five sources. A little bit more to kill, that's it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and I'm John. I'm wrecked right now.
2: Put a pause there. Again, there, there are more because there are the epistles
0: and there, there's St. Paul, obviously, who wrote so much of the New Testament. Keep going. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Good boys. Not contemporaries of Jesus. Not even close. Matthew. Put a pause there.
2: Uh, <laughs> do you know who Matthew is? And it, it, a Part of the historical critical school that was so influential in the 19th century was to say that none of the people who supposedly wrote the Gospels and, and the Epistles are actually the people. Uh, because sometimes you do get... Um, Pseudonymous writing, you know, writing where they purport to be one person, but they're not really that person. But it seems uh, reasonable to me to uh, attribute the Gospels to the people who purportedly wrote them. And uh, even if we're not talking about uh, people who had a particularly close terrestrial relationship. With our Lord, let's say in the case of uh, Luke, we, it, it's not like we just these guys fell out of the sky. Like we can trace their lineage; we know who they spoke with. We know the lineage, even of the forget about the um, New Testament for a moment. Just even the the early church fathers, the uh, you know the the saints who were disciples of this guy, who were disciples of that guy, who go back. You know, we we can trace these things. I mean, this is this is one of the amazing things about the. Catholic Church, which to me is a, a a sign of its divine institution, is that y- you can trace the bishops like all the way back. They go right back to Peter, and you can trace them with considerable clarity. Keep going.
0: So they lived from seventy to one hundred and ten years after him. I understand. No, that. no, no. From forty to seventy years, but after they him. got their information yeah, the, the, from is- the.
2: The. Bill Maher is saying that because uh, you know we have evidence that the, the Gospels were written thirty actually, morally more like 30 to 80 years after uh, the resurrection, that uh, these people lived 30 to 80 or 100 years after the resurrection. That isn't true. It they would, they would have been written, and presumably these people weren't just born and then started writing. So, and, and frankly, the, the, uh, it could have been written even earlier. I mean, you, you see, like in the case, we're talking about the spread of Christianity here in the empire, You see uh, Christianity arrive in Armenia seven years after the crucifixion, and two apostles die there, which is how Armenia came to be converted to a, a Christian country even before the Edict of Constantine, already referenced. Okay, keep going.
1: They got their information from Josephus, who lived about <clears throat> 10 years
0: after Jesus. So already we're into a game of telephone.
2: Put a pause there. Already into a game of telephone? What are you talking about, man? So I, I love that uh, DeStefano here is referencing the historian Josephus, who obviously is not a, not a Christian source, or he's not, he's not in the Bible. This is a game of telephone. I don't know, if I wrote a book today about the election of Barack Obama in 2008, do you think I would have some credibility on that? Do you think my memory would be clear enough? Because that was... Sixteen years ago, Bill Maher is saying, "Well, ten years after the event, you know, it's just a total game of telephone. Who could possibly remember? Are you kidding me, dude? Twenty—we're talking about twenty fourteen. It's not—it's not ten years is not that long. Keep going,
1: okay. Bill. Yes, but the, but, but the other—I I want to make you let you make a point. But let me just t- just quickly the game of telephone. Yes, I agree with you that point. But the game of telephone." in Jesus' times, according to Lee Strobel, in the case of Christ, was the simple fact of we're playing the game of telephone, there's 10 people here. The game of telephone, as we know it today, is you say something in my ear, and then it goes around 10 times, and by the time it gets to you, it's something radically different. This game of telephone, this ancient game of telephone was, but you tell it to me, then the third guy confirms what you said before it goes to the fourth guy, so there's a level oh. of checking, if, of checks and balances. If, Chris,
0: Chris, you're working too hard. If you want to believe this, believe it. You don't have to convince me or- Put a pause or- here.
2: This is a total surrender from Bill Maher. He's got really nothing to say here. So he says, hey, he, he plays this apathetic character. <laughs> Bro, what, what do I care? What are you trying to persuade me of something for? I don't know, man, because we're having a conversation. <laughs> I don't know, because we're on a talk show. Don't you usually try to persuade people of things, and we we come to conclusions? But Bill Maher is totally lost at this point. He's got nothing, and he realizes that De Stefano is sharper on this issue and has more information on this issue than he does. So then he plays this apathetic game. Bro, why do you care so much? What do you? Uh, I don't know, Bill, because we're having a conversation, and you seem to disagree with me, and so. Uh, We're trying to figure out whose view is right. Also, because you're a human being and I care for you. And I think it would be better for you to believe true things rather than false false things. (laughs) Okay,
0: man, whatever. I don't know why this guy's trying to talk on a talk show. Keep going. You don't have to convince me or Christ, construct this scaffolding to which you hang this belief. Just believe it. It's all good. Okay. I but it's, Don't come
1: to me and when you die at St. Peter's, I'm it, not getting you in. But
0: but you know, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't go there with you. It's just, you know, what? it's silly. And well, I'm, I'm and just saying I'm I'm just, it's, it's <clears> nice <throat> the idea
1: to believe in something. I'm just trying,
0: trying it on for size. Here's also what's very interesting. <laughs> and then I'll leave this subject. Cause <clears throat> excuse me. I think I bored the audience with this before. But what do you think, Barbara in Milwaukee gives? A f-
1: they turn this off. They when they turned this off when they found out I wasn't Ellen.
0: Yeah, like that's the kind of audience we have. Um, <laughs> Your so, audience is great. Uh, so uh, I think they
1: You think they'll like me?
0: Saint Paul.
2: Good guy, Saint is, Paul. Paul uh, AKA. Hold on. So he finally remembers Saint Paul. He forgets the guy who writes what, most of the New Testament. He says there's only four sources in the New Testament. Only two sources, and they are four evangelists. And he forget. But now he remembers St. Paul. Okay, keep going. Good guy, St. Paul, uh, a.k.a. Saul, and the, the capital of Minnesota.
0: Is the uh, other source of the Bible. Yes. There's Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. I said the two names out of order because that's the order in the Bible. The first gospel, Mark, is 70 A.D., Jesus dies in thirty-three, so that's forty years almost after he died. Okay, so not contemporaries. Paul comes before the gospel writers. He's writing around the year fifty, in the fifties. Okay, so he's much closer to Jesus's time. So you'd think he would know more about Jesus than the people who came later. But actually, oh, hold, on. St- hold on.
2: Also, uh, I mean, uh, Saint Paul meets Christ after the crucifixion and the resurrection. Famously, uh, on the road to Damascus, knocked off a horse. So he he is an apostle, you know, the last of the apostles, but he's not an apostle in the same way that the other apostles were, who actually spent time with him, or the d- disciples of those apostles who had firsthand accounts of uh, our Lord's sojourn on earth before the crucifixion and the resurrection. Keep going.
0: But actually, St. Paul knows almost nothing about Jesus. He barely conceives of him as something that, as a person who lived on earth. There's no details about his life like they are in the Gospels. So the people but it was came,
2: there, Right, because he would met him after the crucifixion and the resurrection. It's a, a totally different, not a totally different experience, because it's one God and one Christ. Uh, but... It's a rather rather different experience from the experience of the apostles. And so you you might even take Bill's logic here and apply it to the Gospels. Why do we have four different Gospels? These are people who all spent roughly the same amount of time with the man. And so why do we get four different perspectives? It tells us something about the person of Christ, and, and it tells us something about us and our relationship to God. So then why does Christ knock Saul off the horse on the road to Damascus? we get another perspective there. We get now, first of all, an apostle to the Gentiles, but we also get a new perspective of our Lord after he's taken on his glorified body after the resurrection and a, a very valuable perspective. Obviously something rather important to the, the whole New Testament. But if he's saying, well, why do we have these different perspectives? Well, then rewind and ask yourself, why do we have three synoptic gospels and, and the gospel of John? Why do we have four gospels? Period. Is it possible that those different perspectives add something to our understanding of our Lord? Even the way Bill talks, he says he says he conceived of Christ. Well, that, okay, that's assuming that an atheist view, that's assuming the non-Christian view. Because the way I would say it is Christ knocked Saul off a horse. That it wasn't Paul just having a, a daydream of what Jesus might have been like, but that our Lord is a real person who really appeared to him. That he really was resurrected on the third day and then sojourned on earth for another 40 days and then ascended into heaven in and is seated at the right hand right hand of God the Father almighty the, the the conception thing here okay if you're if you're beginning with the premise that christianity is bogus i i guess i can see how bill could arrive at some of these views but if you're not if you, if you keep even a slightly open mind that it might be real i think it probably explains more the actions of saint paul and the other uh, apostles keep going
0: So the people who came later know more than the person who wrote earlier. Just some
3: food for thought.
1: But, okay, I I understand. But he does acknowledge at some point, right, Paul, a.k.a.
0: Saul, knows that Jesus existed, right? He he talks about him. He talks about, I'm saying he conceives him as a Godhead. He doesn't have this, it's not the narrative that's in the Gospels of Jesus, Went around and he did miracles and he did stuff and everybody okay, but loved you put him. A pause here.
2: Yeah, right. It's a different narrative from a man's different experience and, and point of view. But even among the gospels that you have the the three synoptics are rather different from the the gospel according to Saint John. I mean the gospel according to St. John opens up in the beginning was the word, the logos, and the logos was with God and the logos was God. That's a rather different perspective than beginning just with the human genealogy of Christ. Even the different genealogies tell you something, uh, give you a new perspective on on the man. But Christ has two natures in a hypostatic union. He's fully God and fully man. You say, well, you know, the Gospel of John opens up in this really heady way, just speaking of God and the nature of the relation of God to the divine logic of the universe. And yeah, right, of course, man. Yeah, and the epistles of Paul— have a, a add another layer of perspective to that as well yeah of course yeah it's not the the books of the New Testament are not um xerox copies of each other keep going
0: it's tough and everybody loves him and he gets quoted a lot he makes speeches blessed are the meek you know he has adventures he goes into the desert it's a whole thing but what about and then at the end it's a whole drama with you know right yeah put a
2: pause there right isn't that an argument that it's real i mean bill's argument here is these people just wanted to write a story and and an argument against it is that their stories are are different but this would be like Chesterton's argument for the reality of, even Tim Keller made, made this argument, the uh, late Protestant preacher, that it, it reads like journalism. You know, the gospels read like journalism, and so they they differ in certain little tiny details because of different perspectives. But St. But Paul isn't setting out to write a great work of fiction. He's writing of his experience, and his experience was different than the experience of the apostles, the other
0: apostles. Keep going. Paul doesn't know any of this, all the stuff that the gospel writers obsess yeah, he, about. A,
2: Paul certainly knows about the crucifixion and writes about it. <laughs> Keep going.
0: It's a little
1: strange. But maybe, but Paul, it's okay for Paul to be somebody who maybe, uh, did, there was a lot of people who didn't like Jesus. You know what's there, okay? And that's
0: okay. What's okay is that some people believe and other people don't. That's what's okay. It's like, that's you. Yeah, and,
1: and I'm not trying to put it on you. I'm just saying what I believe. I in. know,
0: I know. And I'm wearing a
1: corduroy shirt. My mother got me for Christmas, and I feel confident.
0: <laughs> Is that really your mother got you yes. this?
1: You ever been to Japan?
0: No. Should we go? No.
2: All right. Enough about Japan.
0: I don't care about Japan.
2: I, you know, I, I, I like Bill Maher. I like. There's something about him I like. He's just so wrong, and when he senses that he's starting to lose, he just kind of falls into apathy. He It's funny because he seems to be he seems to consider his de- sparring partner as the one who's close minded and stubborn and and not going to change his mind, but it's really Bill in the end who comes out and he just gives up and he says, "Okay, well, enough of your evidence, enough of your arguments i'm I'm just not going to change my mind. You believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. It's okay. who cares? Why do you care?" He gives up on that. I mean, that's obstinacy. and You can't get over it. You can only lead a horse to water and then see if, uh, you know, God himself knocks you off the horse.
3: With plans that include unlimited miles, road trips have never been easier. Plus, you get exclusive access to CarShield's concierge service, as well as 24-7 roadside assistance and help with flat or damaged tires, lockouts, and rental car options. Call CarShield to speak with an expert here in the U.S. that can answer all your questions and get you a free quote in minutes. Don't wait another minute. Visit CarShield now before a breakdown happens and you get stuck with an expensive repair bill. Save 20% and get your free quote by going to CarShield.com slash Shapiro now. That's CarShield.com slash Shapiro to save 20% today.